Soju time. Soju. All right. Hello. Welcome to the Happy Project. This is your host, Jay Lee, and I am also joined by Becky White. That's me. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? You know, okay, I am really good, but I'm just going to tell you a really fast story. Sure. So I realized that when I say I'm telling you like a fast story, it ends up being a long story, but this one won't be long. So yes. the other You're day. You're like my mom. <laughs> just like, mom, what is the point? <laughs> Please. <laughs> the point is, she just wants to talk. That's the <laughs> yeah, point. That's exactly right. <laughs> but I was talking with Cedric the other day, yeah. and then I was singing like this song from Thumbelina. Please tell me you know Thumbelina. Do you know Thumbelina? I've heard Thumbelina, okay. but I don't want to know I mean, know we know you have the soundtrack, but whatever. So anyway, Thumbelina, I'm not going to tell you what it was because that's the point of my story, yeah. that Cedric was like, what's Thumbelina? I've never heard of Thumbelina. And I said, hey, let me just give you a quick summary like what Thumbelina is. Oh, and no. I ended up telling him. My heart goes out like, to Cedric. <laughs> the entire movie. If you're hearing this, and, I am so sorry. And I sang the songs and I even like acted out the characters. <laughs> <laughs> like Mr. Mole and the mouse and the evil frogs. <laughs> like, oh my and goodness. And he literally listened to the whole thing silently. Yeah. And then at the end, he said in like the most pleasant voice ever, he was like, Oh, you know, I I was kind of expecting a summary, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm crying just thinking about it. It was so funny. I just I just got so wrapped up. (laughs) I was even giving characters like accents, and oh my gosh! And by the end of it, I realized I had literally talked for like 15 minutes. (laughs) Oh my god! Give this man a medal, guy. (laughs) He deserves a round of of applause. Oh, gosh. Okay, anyway, yeah, that was my quick wow, story. Wow, that was quite the transition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I'm doing. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Still crying a little. That was so yeah. funny. Yeah, things are going pretty well. I just started a part-time, it's like a part-time job at a marketing agency. I go yeah. in for two days a week. Those two days are when, whichever days I want. That's based on my gig. Yeah, based on my freelance video schedule. And yeah. so, yeah, it's been cool. I, I, I get to practice my Korean uh-huh. and it's really bad. Yeah. Oh, I was about to say that's very good. It's good, but mm-hmm. then it's bad because I don't know what's going on. So, like, oh, uh, I was in a meeting with the uh, CEO mm-hmm. for about an hour, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, like, he was talking to the team I'm, like, supposed to work with to, you know, get their campaigns yeah, and their yeah. advertising stuff done. And I understood, like, 50% of it. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be. you were saying yes. Yes, I'll work 24-hour shifts. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, nodding my head. Uh-huh. And, yeah, so it's going to be tough, but, sure. yeah, it's, it's a good challenge. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure sure that'll take a little while of like adjusting but it will be really worth it if you can pick up you know more korean yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and the fact that i got this job without speaking any korean and they, they have english speakers <laughs> or uh-huh. i could speak a little bit yeah they have english speakers but they're not like fluent either so mm. it's quite it's a miracle mm. yeah it's great congratulations yeah. Yeah. snap snap thank snap. you thank that you thank was you pretty thank nice yeah, you know, yeah. it feels like a lot of work. It feels like a lot of work, but um, at the same time, it feels like it might be a time for celebration with some soju. Oh, snap. Yeah. Snaps which, for that transition. Snap, 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 snap. So that brings us to the topic <laughs> of today's podcast. Yes. Would you like to take it away, Becky? We are going to talk about South Korea's dearest and most consumed alcoholic beverage. Spirit of the gods, yes. some call it. And it is called soju. 
Sweet, sweet nectar. Sweet, sweet nectar. Of, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is getting weird, Jay. <laughs> yes, soju. Even if you don't know anything about Korea and you've just stumbled across our podcast and you're like, what on earth is this about? You may have heard about soju, right? And if you haven't, you're missing out. And if you haven't, you're hearing about it today. So what is soju, Becky? Well, soju is it's uh, basically a clear, pretty much odorless very strong alcoholic beverage. I thought you were going to say poison. <laughs> poison, yeah. It's a yeah. clear, it's odorless, <laughs> undetectable poison. <laughs> yes, yeah, my poison. But soju is uh, it's very characteristic to Korea and Korean culture. Yes. And it's been around for a while. It's been around for a long time. A very long time. Very long time. And do you know how it got introduced and who brought over soju to Korea? This is so fascinating because I actually didn't know that. But by the way, we are... Oh, actually, hold up. Oh, yeah. Before we even go any further, would you like to explain why we picked soju for a podcast called The Happy Project? Because we are sipping soju right now. I'm actually. I'm kidding. Four I'm totally in. kidding. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is Jay, pretty much sober, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so no. Please cut this out, Greg. <laughs> Don't cut it out. Yeah. Give well, the people what they want. I mean, we decided to talk about soju because one, like, I mean, it's it is very, I think, characteristic, like I said, yes. to Korean culture, and uh, two, it's very prevalent, and there's another drink called somek. Somek. Which is soju with mekju, which is beer, which is yes. a particularly Western drink. And so Korea made this wonderful cocktail called somek, which is soju and beer together. Yes. And so look at that. It's a mix of Korea and Western influences. Symbolic of East meets West. Exactly. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah, it's also part of the Happy Project, right? Somek, the official drink. <laughs> <laughs> the official drink of the Happy Project. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk just a little bit about soju, pretty much, because, you know, I tried to look up the history of Somek, I can't find it. Ooh. I even looked it up in Korean sites, and they will just explain what it is. Right, but right, nobody right. really says how it began. Speculation. Mm-hmm. Completely uneducated speculation right now. Yeah. Maybe it was created during during the Korean the War. Korean when War. the GIs would come the with GIs their brown American Western drink. Western drink. And uh, they saw soju, and perhaps their taste buds weren't accustomed to the sweet, sweet nectar of Korean. That's a pretty good hypothesis. It's totally unsubstantiated, but you know what? Maybe that's, you know. That could be it. Because, you know, it's not just drinks, if that's the case, but also with food. You know, 부대찌개? Yeah. Yeah, 부대 actually means base, like military base, and 찌개 is stew. So technically, it's like a military stew. And that's why the ingredients in budetjige are so random. You've got like yeah. spam and tok and ramen and yeah. onions, like all this random stuff. Because that's what people who are living around the base, they could get these ingredients from the military soldiers, yep. the U.S. military. And then they would just chop it up and make it into a stew. Chop it up. Chop it up. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something more significant than that. But thank you, Jay. That's it. That's yeah. all I got to bring to the table. But for sure, we can see that uh, these Western influences, particularly from the military, carry over even culinarily. Yes. And if you guys, any of you listeners know about the history of Somek, mm-hmm. please write in. We would love to know. And We'd we could share it know. on the next episode. Yeah. Well, let's go back to that question you asked me, Jay. Yes. Who brought soju to Korea? And where did soju come from? Where did it come from, Jay? So apparently soju is based off this Arabian-style mm. drink called arak. Arak or something. Arak, or yeah. uh, excuse the pronunciation mm-hmm. or, or mispronunciation. And uh, so I think Genghis Khan was it. 
Yeah, Genghis Khan. Yeah, Genghis. Is oh, that? sorry. I say Genghis Khan because I had a Mongolian friend, oh. and she would call him Genghis Khan. I got just used to it. I mean, Genghis, if, if that's a proper way of saying it, Genghis I think. Genghis yeah. Khan. So Genghis Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, apparently my ancestor. Oh sure. I'm just kidding. I mean, you know, you know probably all Koreans kind of related yeah. to him. Yeah, so he was quite prolific. Yes. In the worst ways possible. Mm-hmm. And so apparently he uh, got into contact with the drink or he somehow found the drink and then he brought it over to Korea. Yeah. And that's how it was first introduced into Korea. And then mm-hmm. Korea like grabbed a hold of that drink and mm-hmm. they incorporated it into their uh, society. Yes. And so. By the way, this came in the 13th century. This was still when Korea was in Korea dynasty. Yes. So, so soju has been in Korea for a very long time. Yes. Yeah. Thankfully. <laughs> Thankfully. Can you imagine a Korea without soju? It's no, I I can't really. By the way, if you're trying to figure out like what what the taste of soju is, it's it's strong. Mm. I would say it's bitter. It's not really sweet. It's okay. It grows so, on you. So what I would say is if you've tried vodka, which I'm sure a lot of people mm, have, mm. it tastes like a watered down version of vodka. Mm, mm, but I I, I, I really dislike vodka because I drank a lot in college. Mm, mm. <laughs> Okay. A lot of yeah. Vodka. It's like when I ate too many sweet potatoes in a year, and I was like, yes. I can't eat these anymore. Yes, because <laughs> when I went to college, I think all of our friends we thought, oh, everyone drinks vodka, like oh. that's the drink to buy. So we would always get vodka, and it was just disgusting. Ah. Yeah, and so it just tastes like a watered down version of vodka, mm-hmm. and it's slightly more viscous, and it might be a little sweeter. Yeah, yeah. I think it is sweeter than vodka. Vodka is yeah. pretty sharp. But, you know, this is something interesting that I learned about soju. So apparently in 1965, the government was, is there like a little prohibition area? Yes. They were banning the use of rice to brew alcohol, which is what soju was made from. Traditionally a rice distilled beverage. Rice distilled beverage, right? And that's why it has such a high alcoholic content. Well, because of this ban, then started using different ingredients like sweet potatoes yes, or, or tapioca wheat. Yeah. or wheat. Yeah. And so this is actually how we have some other popular soju brands like Chamisul. Yep. Maybe you've heard of that Chom one. Chom Chom Chondae. And that's why they I've never had Chondae actually. You've never had Chondae? Chondae, honestly, I, I don't, I can't really tell the difference. I can't even. Yeah, I can't either. <laughs> yeah. I only know like chamong flavor, like the fruity uh, flavors. Yeah. <laughs> All the girls love the fruity that, flavors. I love chamong soju. That yeah. one's so tasty. It, it's actually pretty good. Like yeah. I could just drink that by itself without like any chaser. Mm. But it gives you a splitting headache the next day. Oh yeah. If you drink a lot. Yeah, don't don't do it like Jay does it, guys. I don't Take drink. your time. Yeah. But. Basically, that's how we came up with different kind of soju brands. I actually thought it was just different companies, but in fact, they have different ingredients, even though they're all soju. I had no idea. Yeah. And then fun fact, Mm. um, uh, you were talking about fruit flavored Mm. um, sojus. And I think this is what I read this on an article. Mm. I forget which article it was. But apparently the explosion in popularity of fruit soju Mm. is due to women. What? Yeah. Fruit flavored soju. because. It's kind of a recent development, and yeah. previously people thought that, like, a fruity-flavored soju would not be popular. But when Lotte, I think Lotte might have been the first person or first company to release it, mm-hmm. it exploded in popularity. And, I mean, uh, there are theories that it's because uh, women in soju or women in Korea are now drinking more than in the past. Yeah. And uh, they prefer... Like a sweeter flavor. A sweeter flavor sure, sure, sure. than uh, soju. You know what? To, like, that makes a profiles. lot of sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, yeah, I'm not just throwing out, like, baseless stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. Right, which I, I don't think you do. But that's actually a fair point because myself, personally, yeah. I do prefer, like, a fruity soju yeah. versus just the plain one. Anecdotally, I don't know too many women that mm. like soju as opposed to fl- flavored soju. Yeah. So soju became beyond just an alcoholic beverage, which though it has been here for a very long time and it's gone through its transformations, but more in the modern era, it kind of became like, I think it was through advertising really, but it was like comfort, yeah. you know, solidarity. You drink soju together. That's why people don't really drink alone in Korea. And there's even a very specific word for drinking alone, hunsu, right? Because it's so, I think, unusual. And, uh, Is it though? I not as much anymore, right? Okay, but yeah. I would say prior, especially when Hueshik was like all the rage. You know, everyone had to drink and eat together as a company at these like after work parties. I guess you could say. Yeah, everyone f- was drinking soju. And for those of you that may not know Korean culture, it's changed a lot. But mm-hmm. it used to be if your boss took you out to dinner. Mm-mm. Uh, a company dinner like everyone had to go and mm. if you didn't drink it's kind of uncommon and it could be perceived as rude so there was a lot of societal right. pressure to drink right, right, together right. with your coworkers and boss and right. yeah they would be drinking soju and right. mekju yeah. or beer a lot of the time soju is very central to that yes so like i had said the word before heishik which is pretty much like office dinners you yes. know, where you're eating together with your team or your company. And there was quite a lot of pressure from your bosses. Now, let's bring it to more of our personal experiences. Sure, yeah. Because us having lived in Korea for some time now and both of us having experienced this work culture. Yes. Um, we've come across soju ourselves in various different circumstances. But have you... Oh, I was going to ask, what was your first experience, <laughs> intimate experience oh, with man. the... Uh, with soju? Infallible soju. You know, it was my birthday and I had turned 21. 21, 21. And this was so funny because my friends were like, oh, Becky, let's go for like some kipsai, like barbecue. Yes. And then um, my friend was like, do you want to get soju? Oh my God, do you want soju? What is that voice? And, oh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, sure. Let's just get one bottle and split it among us. And so we each had like a little tumbler. And now one of my friends, he's he was um, a very small guy, really, really small. Again, and I think the, uh, just quite a lightweight, let's just say. Mm. And um, so he's like, oh, yeah. So he had two shots of soju and it was his first time ever for drinking soju wow. and he Wild was man. he was so drunk after two <laughs> shots yeah. and i remember he went to the bathroom and threw up in the bathroom off two shots off two so. shots and then he came back and he was so tipsy he was smiling and i was like hey are you okay he says I feel like it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's so cute. It is cute. But that's my first experience with soju. Wow. Like for me it was like one shot. I was like, Oh, this is cool, okay, yeah, rite of passage for for him. He was he was totally drunk off two shots, which was so funny. It was very cute when he was like, Oh this hingate. It's like my birthday. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's adorable. That was my first experience. Yeah. Yeah, see I was legal too. Yeah. What about you, Jay? Uh, well, you know, I actually can't even remember the first time I, I came across OG. You were that young, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I actually, I was probably like, it was definitely younger mm-hmm. than I should have been. Mm-hmm. Sometime in early high school, yeah. way back when. With soju? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. First time I actually, I remember the first time I tried alcohol. Mm-hmm. It was when, when my grandpa, mm-hmm. he's always drinking like a beer, you know, whenever mm-hmm. we're hanging out. And uh, I was like... Harabaji, Grandpa, what's that? And he was like, oh, this is pretty good. You should try it. I was like <laughs> oh seven gosh. years old. 
I took a sip, uh-huh. my dad saw it, and then I just like spit it out or something. <laughs> I was like, ew, why would anyone drink this? That's so funny. And then, yeah, yeah. I think I, you know, I, I had some Korean American friends, I mm-hmm. think, and that's how I first tried soju. You mm. know, I was like, hey guys, guess what I found? I got a bottle of soju. Yeah. Let's drink it. This and, green bottle. Yeah. Soju's always in a green bottle, by yes. the way, guys. That's pretty, that's something you can tell. Like, if you don't know what it says, if it's in Korean font, but yep. the bottle's green, then you can guess, oh, that's soju. That's just Buy like it right away. A little tip. And drink it on the spot. Yeah, just drink the whole thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> For just. those of you that don't know, and we don't want to get sued, <laughs> yeah, we don't want people to die, don't, do that, don't, don't listen do that. to anything that we ever tell you to do. <laughs> yeah, just in moderation with everything, in yes. moderation. Handle, handle your limits. That's right. Yeah, well, soju, of course, like, now, the other question I had about was hwaesik. Yeah. Have you experienced Heisei culture, these office dinners? Yeah, so uh, not really. Mm-hmm. Not like in the sense where it's like a big corporation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you go with like your boss and you feel pressure to drink. Mm-hmm. But like I've definitely gone out with coworkers or people that I worked with or yeah. like office people. And then just like casually had some dinner, complain mm-hmm. about our superiors and whatnot. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and then had some soju. Okay. So it's pretty pretty tame. Yeah, it's definitely not like uh, you know yeah. the other stories that I hear. What about you? You know, my first hoeshik, like official hoeshik, was well, I actually have a really funny story yes. considering soju, which I'll share later. But my first hoeshik, I was working at a really big company, and my boss was pretty much infamous for her drinking abilities. Ooh. And so when you go out to have hoeshik with your with my boss, like everybody drank like it was it was just office culture literally they had a beer machine and you could just drink off tap while you're working what yeah because she was she just loved alcohol so much sign me up so uh anyway yeah paychecks were the worst and how many people would go out um at at a time you would usually have like the whole department that would go together and like it's a really big company so it'd be like 15 20 15 to 20 people yeah and then oftentimes she would call like other guests to come I guess you could say to entertain, which I know sounds kind of weird, but it wasn't like that kind of party. Okay, I was going to yeah. say, we're delving <laughs> it into wasn't like that. But, different um, territory. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, I think because my CEO was a woman, like, she didn't do, like, any of that weird, crazy stuff, right. which was great. But she definitely encouraged drinking. And at the time, when I had joined the company, I was the youngest one. I was absolutely in the bottom rung of the ladder. Yeah. And so, one, I was serving all the drinks. Yes. And then they wanted to know about me and ask me questions and the cheers and you have, yeah. Oh, it was the worst. And we had to drink all night and then go to work the next morning. Really? Yeah. Dang. That like, was a so Wednesday night. How late would you stay out and then what time would you go in? Um, the Heishik sometimes would go to like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Some people would go later. Yeah. And then uh, we'd come back to work maybe like 9 the next uh-huh. day. So, but the thing is, like, the office was very far from where I was living. So, at the time, then you take a taxi, you go home. It was rough. You wake up hungover and your next day is just like, And nobody wanted to do Heishik on Fridays, you know, because that's, like, their special night. So, but she wanted Heishik, so we would have it, like, Tuesday or Wednesday. It was rough. Lord have mercy. It would would happen, like, twice, three times a month. Yeah. So, Heishik culture in Korea, for those of you who don't know, is not as strong. It's been dying out a lot. Yeah, it's not so upheld today. But there are a couple drinking rules because drinking culture is very, I would say, pretty ingrained. And, uh, well, I guess we could just go through with some rules that we know. Sure. Basically. Yeah. And the reason, like, uh, you know, just like the rest of Korean society, there's a lot of etiquette and rules Mm -hmm. that people have to follow in order to show respect. And it's ingrained within 
drinking society as well. Yeah. This is what I always thought was interesting. Um, so you have the shot glass. Yes. They'll pour the soju, and you always pour with two hands. Two hands to show respect. Yeah. Or one hand kind of to your chest. And yes. You pour that shows respect. It's the same thing when you're giving or receiving things. Yes. Using two hands. Sure. The same thing. You pour soju with two hands, and it's usually the younger or the junior who is pouring for the seniors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and another rule that's pretty interesting is um, yeah, if someone's glass is empty. If it's like an older person and mm. it's empty, you mm. should probably refill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, refill with it with those two hands. You exactly. Know? Yeah, because if it's yeah. empty and it just stays empty and you just drink your own or whatever, mm-hmm. it's considered disrespectful. Sure. Yeah, and you wouldn't want them to pour their own drink. Yes. It's depending on the relationship, of course, and the atmosphere. But generally, you would keep an eye out on that. Yes. And fill up their drink. Yeah. Be mm-hmm. very cognizant, which is really interesting because, like in Western culture, it's like, oh, I just drink my own drink and you exactly. drink your own drink and yeah. whatever. Yeah. 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 You don't. Have have as much pressure I think like in Korean culture if you're drinking together with seniors especially like yeah. there's kind of a lot of pressure there to is. make you drink um, and I feel like in the US if you want to say like no I don't I don't want to drink yeah again I guess it depends on who you're with yeah you have peer pressure but I've mm. never been like in a setting with like older adults that are like drink more right. like <laughs> drink more yeah get drunk exactly I mean there is those circumstances <laughs> yeah. but it's way easier to just be like no thanks sure yeah and creates a, a more it's more difficult to say no to yeah. an elder in that regard. Another one is uh, when you're drinking, when you're actually drinking, uh, you turn your glass away, yes. like your face away from the person who is older than you. Yes. Right? So let's say you have someone older than you sitting on your right side. You would turn your face to the left when you're drinking. Yeah. From your glass. I've actually done this a couple of times, and mm-hmm. it depends on the person, too. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, oh, you're making me feel so old. <laughs> right, yeah. right, yeah. But th- that is like proper etiquette. Yeah. And the interesting thing is that's only with alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're drinking water or whatever and you're facing them while you're drinking the water, again, be careful, but it's not part of the actual rules. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, when it's alcohol, you turn your face away. Right. And you drink. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty much all the rules that I know. What about you? <laughs> I mean, there is that. There's all these kind of drinking games, yes. you know. And uh, let's see, uh, cheering. You know, people will cheer a lot Those when they, pesky they, cheers. they cheer their glasses together. Not really making toasts, but like usually, especially when it's your first drink, you won't drink alone. Like you wouldn't yeah. like drink it alone but you would wait till everyone's ready and then you would cheer your glass yeah you clink them together and then you would drink together and clink, isn't clink. it one shot usually usually the first glass is one shot right yeah 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 but i've noticed i mean i don't know how accurate this is but mm. i've noticed a lot of people just like when i first came to korea mm. i thought you always had to drink like mm. the entire shot mm. in the glass mm. it never even occurred to me that you could drink less than the full shot <laughs> but i did notice a lot of people kind of take their time and like mm. whenever it's like a shot uh, people like clink their glasses sometimes mm. they'll just like drink half or a third mm. or whatever yeah. yeah you of course can do that um and like we've been saying it's not as strict anymore the drinking culture again depends who you're with yes yeah so you always have to be aware of that if you're with a crusty old person maybe <laughs> yeah yeah and here's another thing drinking culture actually is very closely related to business as you can yes. tell from company dinners but it's yeah. not just like company dinners as in use use this time to like get comfortable with each other you know to feel yeah. more friendly um to help make the work culture more smooth you know during the work day but it's also a time if you're a business savvy to make deals yeah you know and to make partnerships while you're sharing, you know, a bottle of soju, then you guys loosen up a little bit and then you can start talking about, hey, we actually need this. We need that from you. What do you think? Let's pull up a contract. Hey, let's have an official meeting yeah. tomorrow. Like that's actual business happening. Which is crazy because when I first came here, mm-hmm. 
I'm used to like, uh, I mean, you know, you do that a little bit in Western culture too. Yeah. But I would come here and like I would be sitting in like business, uh, uh, business alcohol like or drinking meetings and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm just like, I just want to go home. Why is everyone talking about this crap right yes. now and just like drinking? Yeah, and, yeah. you know, why can't we just take care of this during work? And then mm-hmm. we could just call it a night and then go home and then right. just like, you know. Right, right, right. Drink with people that we want to drink with. <laughs> right. You can't really say that out loud. Yeah. But this is so common. And I witnessed this a whole lot in my last office that I was working at. Yeah. A lot of major, like major business deals yeah. would be made at three in the morning over yeah. two bottles of soju. Yeah. Yeah. Or and, four. Or four. Like Jay right now would be great at making a business deal, right? Yes. I'm five bottles in now. <laughs> five bottles in, guys. I just do them <laughs> in one shot. <laughs> yeah. So those are some interesting facts when it comes to soju and Korea. And of course, everyone has their own, you know, interesting experiences when it comes to alcohol. So like we say, we're here to teach you the history and the culture of it, guys. We're not encouraging drinking. Never. Yeah. But if you do drink, always in moderation. Yeah. (laughs) Jay, that took you a little too long to to answer that. But guys, we're going to keep it short for this episode. And we hope that you enjoyed it. If you have a favorite drink, per se, that's not soju, you know, we're interested. We'd love to know what it is. And maybe if you have uh, a drink from a different country that, like, is in your country also so culturally significant, we're always interested in learning those things. So feel free to write in at thehalfyproject at gmail.com. Ooh, there was one last thing I wanted to say before we close. Sure. This was, uh, if you listened to our last episode, you would have heard that I gave a little shout out to ourselves, I guess, because we are going to be co-hosting a radio show. Shout out. Shout out to us. (laughs) (laughs) We rock. (laughs) We're doing a a live radio show. And uh, so here at the podcast, we're a little more free flow. And I would say pretty like honest and we can be more raw and we can bring in guests and we're more specific to this topic that we cover on the Happy Project. But if you do like hearing us chat and you're kind of more interested in larger topics, right? And we are a bit more conservative when it comes to the radio show. Not by choice. (laughs) Not by choice in Jay's case. (laughs) And uh, but if you're interested in learning about more about Korean culture and just hearing us have some good conversations on all kinds of topics, plus games and quizzes and lots of good music, I do recommend you tune in every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. It's called Sunday Studio at TBS EFM 101.3. And that's 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Soul Time. So you can hear your two favorite podcasters also live on the radio on Sundays. Skirt, skirt. Thanks, Jay. You're welcome. <laughs> you don't even understand half thank, of these references or sounds I may come. I, you know what? At this point, I just don't ask any more questions. <laughs> so anyway, Jay, thanks for joining me today. Or rather, you should be the one closing, huh? Because you opened. Yes. So thank you, beautiful, wonderful, amazing, delightful listeners for tuning in for another <laughs> episode of The Happy Project. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yes. All right. And and thanks to Becky. Oh, yeah. Okay. Second thought there, right? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe anywhere that you get your podcasts. Just find us, The Happy Project, on Instagram, the same name, and YouTube for interviews. And also, if you're looking for, I guess that's pretty much it, huh? That's it, folks. That's it, folks. Thanks for listening. We are The Happy Project. Skirt, skirt.
very ingrained mm-hmm. and just like uh, the rest of the Koreans. Excuse me. Uh-huh. I just burped. Excuse you. It's going to smell. Oh, Jay. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I had a lot of rotisserie chicken. Oh, okay. It's going to smell. No. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, Should I open the door? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>